It is Thursday, February 17th, and you're listening or watching an episode of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. I'm Evan here with Andrew, and we are without our fearless leader, Tanner, as he enjoys the Florida sunshine. How's it going, Andrew? I'm good. I wish I was in Florida. Hey, no kidding, especially have you, this. Have you been outside in the last I, hour? We, yeah, we were just texting before we started recording. You take your dog out, and I literally had to do the same thing. And it was after, I mean, it was raining all day here in Indy, and then... Yeah. Took the dog out and it's windy and all of a sudden there's snow on the ground. So, and it's ice. It was like it, it hurt. Like it was windy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sheets of ice pelting. It felt like. Yeah. I think yeah. in Indiana. I talked to my dad earlier and he said I think at five o'clock or something like that they already had two or three inches of snow. Oh wow! Yeah, I was supposed to be. I was in uh, Illini country last night, Champaign, Illinois. I was supposed to be there most of the day today and come back later this afternoon, but. <laughs> All my appointments emailed me telling me that uh, I should probably just go home mm-hmm. last night to avoid the soon-to-be ice storm. So I appreciate that, but it was. Hey. I drove back and listened to the. I was able to listen to the Northwestern game last night, which I mean it was it was late, but it, the stress kept me awake. Were you home for the end? The last no. five minutes. <laughs> no, I was not. Um, but I think the last five minutes. I think I still had. I think it was over forty-five minutes left of my drive. And by the time the game ended, I was like 15 minutes from home because it just took so damn long to finish the game. Yeah. But because Northwestern shot free throws every time, every 30 seconds. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I'm just listening to Robin. And Purdue was missing free throws every yeah, 30 missing seconds. Free throws, which is an issue we've experienced. But this is our first podcast since the Minnesota game, which took place on February 2nd. I think we recorded right before the Michigan game on February 5th. So it was probably the third or fourth uh, schedules didn't allow us to record. We've had, we've had quite a few basketball games since then. Yeah. Cause, cause Purdue plays every other day. It's like. <laughs> what is it? Eight games the last 21 days. I think they Thanks, spent, Michigan. Yeah. God. Uh, Big Ten. Screw the yeah, Big Ten. yeah. Kevin Warren, especially But painter said that uh, they haven't had a break or a day off since like the 23rd of January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I looked at the schedule earlier and I think from, the 27th of January through last night, I think they had three day, two or three, three days off in between games. So they played like Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday really the, the, yeah. The, the biggest, yeah, really the biggest break was that. Uh, Western game, I think. <laughs> but they didn't that, play like yeah, yeah, that Yeah, that or the uh, Wednesday to Saturday, Minnesota to Michigan first game. I mean, well, that was, yeah. what, I guess two days, so not really. Yeah, no, that was okay, so, so Michigan, Michigan and Maryland was the longest break we've had Thursday to Sunday, so. Uh, but, I mean, we're... You know, well, then this one, Maryland, yeah. Maryland to Northwestern. That's true. Um, Sunday, Monday, yeah, Monday, Tuesday to Wednesday, so same thing, two days. Yeah. yeah and stupid. obviously there's been some, I mean, actually, when you think about it, I take that back because I said Minnesota to Michigan, but there were travel issues for the Boilers because they had to stay overnight in Minnesota. Then they flew back to yeah. Indy, and then I think they stayed in Indy and then drove back to Lafayette or West Lafayette on Friday. Friday. Yeah. So, and then played Michigan on then Saturday. Michigan on Saturday and won uh, by six. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a hard-fought game. Um, and then the Illinois game Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Which was definitely the highlight of this little run we've had. I mean, I guess you, if you, unless you want to count Ohio State's Jay Nivey buzzer beater or semi buzzer beater. Uh, but I mean, whooped Illinois 84 68. It was really just an awesome game. I mean, obviously, the, the top two teams in the Big Ten 
uh, going at it. I mean, it was a great first half back and forth. You know, Illinois took the lead right the last second with Purdue having absolute matador defense as Corbello took the ball mm-hmm. from coast to coast for layup. But then in the second half, Jaden Ivey just said, all right, this game's mine. And he, well, he scored like 20 points in the second half. I kind of forgot about that game. It seems like so long ago. It does. Because like, there have been about six games in between. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to pull up that box score. I mean, yeah, you had Ivy with uh, let's see here, I mean, a twenty twenty six, I believe like most of those came. I think he had like twenty two in the second half, something ridiculous. Uh, he was ten in the field. Edie had thirteen points. Trey had ten points. Um, I mean, big thing too. We shot thirteen of eighteen from the free throw line, which we hadn't seen in in a, in a minute. Um, See, only had five. We're sorry, only had, we had nine turnovers. They also had nine turnovers, but really in the second half, we kind of just asserted our dominance and ran away with it at the end. Mm-hmm. Let's see here, and then after that, followed up with return trip to Michigan, uh, which we don't need to talk about that game because that was just uh, not a fun one. Lost by what twenty four. Um, I'm glad I went to bed at halftime. That was a nine o'clock Thursday night game. I think yeah, I should have. I think I, I watched the first couple like minute of the second half, and I was like, eh. I yeah, that was a game. I'm where... gonna wake up hopefully and be hopefully pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that was a game where I mean Michigan was hitting everything. Granted, they were hitting open shots, which our defense was a problem in that. But I mean, I mean, kind of like what we've seen the last couple of games, where the guys just looked absolutely dead, no energy. Did seem like you know short or uh, shots were falling short, which kind of shows you that their legs weren't with them. But there were a couple times in the second half, especially as it got towards like the you know fifteen to ten minute mark, where I think we would get it down to like you know they they'd stretch it to twenty, we would push it to thirteen, and we're get down to thirteen. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is where we make our run. And they would blitz us for like two or three threes in a row, and then get it right back up to twenty. And it was basically how the rest of the game went. But uh, yeah, you didn't miss much. I wish I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, I don't think they scored much. <laughs> they only scored yeah. 50 something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of those like, I don't say we were due for a butt kicking like that, but I mean, I'm okay with it happening then versus happening in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Boilers returned home on the th- on Sunday against Maryland, a shorthanded Maryland, as uh, Eric Ayala was announced before the game that he was going to be out. And uh, going to that game, I was like, all right, let's just get a nice, easy 20-point win, coast, until we have to play Northwestern on Wednesday. And uh, it was anything but easy. I mean, what the – Maryland got up about – 12, I think. 12, I was like 12 to yeah. 15. He was up half. 12 in the second half. Yeah. I mean, kind of dead. Yeah, yeah, Mackey was dead. I was not there. Um, but it sounded like yeah, just Mackey was not – energy wasn't there again. You know, shots just weren't falling. Um, I mean, credit to Purdue for obviously climbing back. I mean, clawing back. I mean, it is Maryland after all. I mean, who they're, I think they're second to last in the Big Ten right now. Um, and then it obviously you had the what everyone's talking about the bizarre, worst, the worst, worst Big Ten referee <laughs> sequence in uh, so, the week, probably the week. There's usually a bad one, yeah, like frequently. And that was, I mean, I've there's been two games for Purdue this year that I've learned something, or I've had seen that I've never seen before. The first was the I think it was the Ohio State was it the Ohio State game where there was the clock issue, uh, the, the shot clock with the decimal. Oh no, that was uh, was that? Hmm. It wasn't Holtman that Painter. No, no it, was, it was Illinois. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was a little Yeah, because yeah, 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 Robbie, Robbie, yeah. yeah, Robbie was t- was commenting the game. I've I've watched a lot of Purdue basketball over the years, and I never knew that whatsoever. I mean, apparently, Purdue's I didn't a, understand. Yeah, that apparently there's no decimal when it gets under. Yeah, I guess I've never noticed that. But I'm also, seconds, I'm also not I'm not looking at the shot clock when I'm at Mackey. Um, so I'm just usually watching the play. Um, but apparently, there was a memo sent out. So the fact that I mean, I. I don't know. It's Why frustrating. Is there a decimal, though? <laughs> I don't know. That's what. That's the underlying issue. Let's just get a new damn clock. Yeah. Um. Then, but then it was this other play of at the Maryland the game bounds. where the out of bounds were there another clock issue, which just sounded like it was the, the timekeeper. Which I, from my understanding, I thought officials had the ability to start I, and stop the clock on a pack that they carry with them. I, I think they do, but I think there is someone at the desk that apparently has it as well. Yeah, there's obviously official time period, which I was kind of thinking about. It, and I was like, I feel like, especially like under a minute, especially in tight games, it should go to the official because the officials are right on top of it versus, you know, someone jumps in front of the timekeeper and blocks their view or whatever. I mean, they're down low on the court. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, I feel yeah. like it'd be much more accurate if the official can do it. And and for those that – I don't know that – I'm sure most people listening saw what happened where yeah. – Eight seconds left. Purdue's inbounding the ball underneath the up Maryland one. basket. What? Up one. We're up one. Oh. Yeah. We, we just got up three. Just got up three. After a made free throw, they fouled. Yeah. Purdue. Purdue was up three. Fouled. Maryland made yeah. two free throws to cut it yep. to one with eight seconds. Purdue inbounds the ball to Ivy. He appears to get fouled. Well, before that, they had passed it. Sasha had passed it to Eric along oh, the baseline because right. yes. yeah. that's the thing. That's when I think the clock started. Okay. Erroneously, as as Bo Borowski so eloquently put it, um, yeah. Then they pass it to Ivy, who gets fouled, and they call the foul. But then they apparently it was they were talking about the clock first, and they go and Which I didn't it. understand. With I mean, if the clock starts or run stops, why couldn't they just say, "Okay, he got fouled. Let's go shoot the free throws, and let's fix the clock." Right. Yeah. I instead instead what they said was. Let's do a redo, but not a redo. Right, yeah, because I think Painter says that he asked that he asked the officials, "Is are we redoing this?" And they said yes, but there was a lack of communication of. I mean, it, I mean, the, I saw tweets people saying like, "Oh, you can see the official clearly, you know, states that he can run the baseline." Which after looking at it, is like he he definitely tells Sasha. He points down to Sasha basically, which means you know you're stationary. And supposedly like, they said that I, I would have I was with Sasha and with Painter. I was like, uh, nothing happened there. It's like okay, why? Like nothing right, happened. Yeah. So what, there's oh, no yeah. different. There's no difference from where we were. Yeah. Two minutes before this, when they figured out what the issue was with the clock. So then Purdue does it again, where they passed. I don't know if it was Hunter again. They passed one of the yeah, baseline. They called for it. Yeah. That's a travel, and then they turn it over now. And which is funny too, because if you watch the clips, I saw the, you know I've seen the clip a couple dozen times already. But if you watch the clip when he passes it to Hunter, no one on the Maryland bench reacts like it was a bad like like it was you know the call. Oh, I don't think nobody knew. Yeah, no one yeah. knew. Like no one, no one in the building except that official, I think, had any idea what was going on. Like Danny Mang had no idea. Danny Mang didn't know what the hell's going on ever. I feel like, um, yeah, Painter obviously had no idea because there was that lack of communication. But yeah, that was, yeah, it was when that happened. I was like, oh my god, we're about to lose the Big Ten in a one seed <laughs> because yeah. it was eight. It was like seven point eight seconds. They took point three off. That's that's the the minimum you can take off. Which um, there shouldn't I, I don't understand. Which, why yeah, they, again, it goes back to what you were just saying. Like, if it was a foul, then why are you taking like if or if the clock start or stopped or whatever, and they fouled? Like, why are we if we're we doing it? Why the hell are we taking time off the clock? Yeah, I feel like they didn't do any. They like went in the middle. It's like either 
either Purdue got the ball in, the clock started too early, he got fouled, and Wolves go add a little bit of time, or it's a total redo and you leave it right at like eight seconds right. or 8.1, whatever it was, and and it's just right where we were right after the free throw. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. But then Maryland gets the ball, 7.8 seconds left under their own basket. Um, pass it. I don't even know who got the ball, but Travion played straight up. I think the, yeah. I think it was the inbounder. He passed it in and then got it back. Okay. And I think is what it was. I read, I remember, yeah, I, I read remember. something and I thought Trevion said that, like, yeah, he, we thought he'd be getting it back. He'd be rolling mm-hmm. after he passed it in. I, th- I thought I remember that was Trevion's post game comp, press, uh, post game presser, post game comments about it. Yeah. So he and Gillis, he and Gillis played it great. Trevion straight up and, uh, Straight up, as as much as Danny Manning and uh, Jay Billis will say differently, which I'm that, uh, quoting quoting three pictures showing Trevion. Yeah, still images, not even not even video, just still images like that. That's yeah, <laughs> of of Trevion straight up with I don't even know the big guy from Maryland yeah, throwing his, his elbow right into initiating the contact, the contact throwing yep. his elbow into Trevion. It doesn't even have the ball. He's already lost the ball. Yeah, he Gillis, lost, yeah, he lost the ball going because yeah. yeah, Gillis. Yeah, then which. I don't know. I think Gillis dives on the floor, gets the ball, and then we pass out and the game's over, which I thought those eight seconds lasted way longer th- or lasted much shorter than I expected them to because it's usually like, you know, three seconds feels like eternity, and I feel like those eight mm-hmm. seconds went by like like a snap of a finger because we passed the ball, and I thought, okay, either we got foul, we're going to shoot free throws or like well, whatever. Then like by the time I, they passed yeah. the ball out, the buzzer was off. I was like, holy crap. We just Somebody, just somebody pointed out – someone pointed out, I think, in the comments to Jay Billis or Danny Manning, it's like, no, you didn't lose the game because of the foul. It's like – you lost the game because of like what happened next when there was the the loose ball and Gillis dives on it. You've got and like no one else did three Maryland guys like turning, walking away, like oh, game's over. Yeah, like no, like they, nobody dove on it, nobody went for it. Like somebody, like a Maryland player, turned and was like asking for a foul, was like complaining to the refs and like not going for it. Yeah, I was gonna because I I quote tweeted Danny Manning's on our Twitter account, and I so badly wanted to just be an absolute. Uh, dick about it. Let's just be honest. Uh, but I was nice. I'm trying to think what his because uh, he was a coach at Wake Forest and was terrible. Let's um, see what his overall coaching is. It's not good. He's a. I think he's definitely a decent assistant coach. Let's see here. He is 122 and 151. So not that. Oh, he's not that bad, but not great. And he was at Wake Forest for a long time. Or I guess like six years. It's never really that good. Where did he? So Wake Forest? Is he coaching anywhere else? Uh, he coached Tulsa for two years. Yeah, that's probably where he banked up his wins. Uh, not really. He went seventeen <laughs> and sixteen the first year, and twenty-one and thirteen the next year. So that's his best season he's had as a head coach. Thirty-eight of his one hundred and two wins. <laughs> Because he went 13 and 19, 11 and 20, 19 and 14, 11 and 20, 11 and 20, 13 and 18 at Wake Forest before getting the boot. Made, uh, I mean, I know he wasn't supposed to be their head coach, but right, like, he's not, yeah. not going to be a head coach oh, he's, again. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. And he's 6 and 11 so far as a Maryland head coach. But they did, they did got some eh, Big Ten as well. They've got some weird, I mean, they beat Illinois, which Illinois was shorthanded. Uh, didn't have Kofi or Io. Um, I think they, they beat him pretty handily, too. But they Illinois also, just gets handled sometimes. They got handled last night. Yeah, they did. Which ILL. 
you were there, Webby. Come on, weren't you? I, were you dude, I was so I, I was so mad because I was I was in Champagne and I was really hoping to go to dinner after the my little work thing, and because uh, I packed my Purdue stuff and I was I, I was all ready to do it because I've I've worn I always usually wear Purdue stuff whenever I'm out traveling because I, I either go to Illinois country or Hoosier country. And uh, so I always make sure I pack my Purdue stuff whenever I go. And uh, the, I've only actually ever gotten comments in Champagne when I've been out to dinner. Like some guy, it was like two, two or three years ago too. Yeah. He was during, I think it was even during like football season, which was even stranger. But, Michigan, just heads up, Michigan's up three with twelve seconds to go. Ooh, over Iowa at Iowa, which at Iowa. both those teams are tied. Uh, I think they are seventh and eighth. Iowa's seventh right now. Michigan's eighth Big Ten, but they're tied at seven and six overall record. So you kind of alluded to it. I mean, Rutgers takes care of business last night against Illinois at the rack, which nobody, nobody can win at the rack. Except like Lafayette, yeah, except like Lafayette, which is even, <laughs> even, you kind of, you texted Tanner and I last night saying that Rutgers about ready to play themselves into a double buy in the Big Ten tournament, and they're still kind uh, of like on the, the bubble which is bizarre yeah it's because they have like 10 and 5 10 and 5 in the big 10 yeah. yeah they're in fifth place right now in the big 10 they're tied with a game and a half back of first place with ohio state but ohio state's played uh two less games than they have uh but they've got one less loss um Rutgers has some of the best wins and also probably some of the if, – if Rutgers makes the tournament, they're going to make the tournament with probably some of the worst losses <laughs> of anybody with, like, because they – so many early losses were they lose to uh, DePaul, uh, lost to Lafayette at home, lost to UMass. Uh, but then you know, got uh, – I mean, Purdue's got – it's going to be a tough game, I think, Purdue. Oh, I'm not Someday. looking forward to it. I mean, I was already worried about it anyway just because I think they've won – I think like five straight or something like that against Purdue or like five out of the last six or something. It was some crazy stat like that. And now Ron Harper is going to be questionable with the hand injury, which means Geo Baker is going to go off. Yeah. It was, yeah. We didn't have Geo Baker last time Ron Harper went off. So if Ron Harper's unavailable, Geo Baker will go off. Um, I mean, not having your best player is almost like a good thing. I don't know. I mean, Purdue beat Northwestern by 20 without Ivy. (laughs) And then they, they been they only they won by six, but I mean, and Ivy didn't play the last like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at going back. It's the games like the first time I played Illinois, got Kofi Coburn in foul trouble. Still had to go. Still need double overtime. I mean, you think take Trace, Trace Jackson Davis. Trace didn't Jackson play Davis against, yeah, didn't yeah. play much against, and yeah, obviously uh, it was a career night for Rob Finnessy. Maryland uh, didn't have uh, Eric Ayala. Eric Ayala. Some random guy's gonna go off. I don't know. It was like I was, to, I was listening to the Brock, which we haven't talked about Northwestern game last night, but I think I think it was Greer for Northwestern had like a couple threes last night, and he's like a twenty nine percent free or three point shooter. Last I think is what it was. I'm saying who it was. Uh, yeah, Greer was two of two from I think two of two from three, and he like I think he's one of those guys who like is shooting like sub thirty percent on the year. <laughs> But we go to Northwestern last night, take care of business. It was a six-point game. I mean – It should really, have been 15. Yeah, I mean, was, at one point it was, it was a 14. Horrible last yeah, it was, it was a 14-point game. You know, we were going away. And then really that Travion offensive foul 
kind of started the whole yeah yeah in quotation marks air quotes um started the whole because they got two free throws out of that because pete nance i think mm-hmm. i think sunk too so that was really a four-point swing and then that from there it was kind of you know purdue playing prevent purdue, yeah. defense via offense and then it, i mean this thing to the game like missed, yeah. how many pretty missed the front end of a couple one-on-ones i think we missed two back to back yeah and then split a couple mm-hmm. i mean they were they, they were like five of 11 at some point in the second half and i feel like they were only like two of eight down the stretch from the free throw line i mean it yeah was, it was see. ugly let's see here they were i mean i think it got to four didn't yeah. i don't think i got they got, i don't think i got lower than four i think you're right yeah, we were um let's see here oh, wrong team yeah we were eight of eight in the first half from the free throw line six of 13 in the second half <laughs> yeah at the end 14 of 21 66 she shot made two thirds of them. Um, I mean, I mean, the story of the second half too was our three point shooting. We started the game. I mean, first half we shot two of nine from three. Second half we were six of twelve. Um, I mean, big shots from Mason Gillis. Eric Hunter had one at, the, at towards the very end that kind of really sealed it. I think for us, Sasha hit a couple. Um, mm-hmm. Ivy did not play well. He was he played twenty three minutes, only eight points, two of twelve from the field, oh five from three. He had some. He had a couple kick out drive kickouts, I think to 103. That was kind of big to kind of stretch yeah. it out early in the second half. Not scoring as much, but still made plays a little right. bit. But yeah, he's struggled the last couple yeah. couple games. I mean everybody who played scored, which was nice. Caleb first had three points. Um Ethan Morton needs more shots, man. He doesn't miss. Yeah, he he's slowly turns turning into a a somewhat consistent is he shooting like 50 percent from three like he's gotta be i feel like he hasn't he's missed like one i can remember him mixing like one yeah 48 percent he is 48 <laughs> yeah i mean he's kind of similar to together so just like he doesn't take out didn't take volume but i mean he takes I, two one or two a game oh uh, yeah if he can if he can hit one or two a game that's just another thing that Jesus has to worry about uh hunter was one of two mason was three or four Ivy 05, Sasha 1 of 5, Isaiah 2 of 3, Ethan 1 of 1, first was 0 of 1, was 0 and 1. Um, and I think everybody who also played, everybody who played scored and everybody who played also got a rebound. So I feel like you don't see that entirely too so, often. All in all, in this tough stretch we talked about where Purdue didn't have more than two to three days in between games. Mm-hmm. Two days really in between games, one to two game, days in between games, I guess. Purdue goes seven and one in that eight game yep. stretch with the one loss at Michigan. Seems like, I mean, it's kind of like survive. I mean, just yep. get through it. Are you at all concerned how the last three games have gone? Because it seems like the the, de- the defense has been better. It seems like the last couple games have been, yeah, I mean, it seems like they kind of bottomed out, but also yeah. the turnovers have been up again. Yes. I. I don't feel that worried right now um, just because of what we just talked about. You know, we're talking eight games, 21 days. Um, we've won seven of them. Um, you talk about defense, you know, we have given up 64 points, 61 points, grant 82 to Michigan. That was kind of the outlier and, you know, held Illinois, you know, the, at the time, the first place team to be 10 to 68 points. Um Really, so the last four games, really, the we've held all but the Michigan game. We held teams under under seventy points, um, which is usually our automatic number as a as an offense. We haven't lost the game when we scored seventy points. Um, 
But I think the defense, I mean, and also, I mean, you look at the last two games we played Maryland and Northwestern, not the not the cream of the crop of the Big Ten, but I mean, like I said, I wouldn't have to watch the game, but it sounded like our defensive effort and intensity was much better uh, yesterday against Northwestern. I guess I'll Brian Hubert talk about like how sometimes it felt like there were six players on the court for Purdue at times, just about the way they were moving and kind of smothering the ball. But um, I do think the turnovers is definitely a, a product of just being tired, not being mentally there. I mean, I think this is, I think this is definitely just as much as physical, if not more uh, on the mental side, um, just because, you know, we're talking, I mean, we're still a pretty young team. Obviously you've got the, you know, three seniors in Trey, Sasha, and, and Eric. But, you know, Ivy's a sophomore. Edie's a, Edie's a sophomore. I mean, obviously Mason's a, technically a sophomore, but more so a junior. Um, but we still got a lot of young guys um, who you know, are playing in front of crowds for the first time in, in the season. You know, it's their first time really going through a grind like this where, you know, last year as a young team, you know, we were kind of underdogs a lot, whereas this year we're you know, where everybody's, you know, biggest game, at least it seems like. So we're getting everybody's best shot, which I think mm-hmm. I saw, again, Brian Post, you, got, you have to give a lot of credit to people like Duke who get this every single day, year in, year out. Um, but, yeah, I'm not too worried. I, I am worried about Sunday um, just because, North. I think I think uh, Rutgers presents a lot of problems for us. Um, but, I mean, I'm not – I think – I mean, back at, talk about, yeah, back at home, the parents even say, like, we haven't had a tam- chance to practice. Like, it's just all all it is is, like, anytime there's any break, it's either giving them, you know, a little bit of break or just watching film or doing, like, you know, walkthroughs. They haven't, they haven't had a chance yeah. to really practice anything. So when you go, like, when you play Michigan, you know, twice within five days, I don't think Michigan was really focused all that much on Penn State when they played in between us because, they, I mean, they barely beat them. I think they're really focused on I mean, that revenge game, which, I mean, I can't say, really blame them for that. Um but just not we haven't been able to really work on defensive, you know, adjustments, you know, because people are starting to one thing I've we've really struggled with the pick and roll for some reason uh, on defense, mm-hmm. especially when Edie's out there. Uh when you got guys like Hunter Dickinson, you know, a more mobile big who who can, you know, pick and pop. I um, until until Purdue played him on Saturday two weeks ago, I did not know that he was a shooter. He could <laughs> shoot a little bit. I had no yeah. idea. I know yeah. I know when Purdue recruited him, I was like, Oh sweet, he's a big guy, he's really it's going to be mobile, down low, yeah. dominating, and but I knew, yeah, I did not know he was. Also, also he. I hate, I'm glad he's not a Purdue. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, after uh, seeing him in person for the first time at Mackey, just some of the stuff he was doing, it was just like, yeah, that wouldn't fly at Purdue. <laughs> Painter wouldn't put up with that crap. Um, yeah, I'm not too bummed that we didn't get him because what that would have. I mean, I, I love having Edie on the team. Um, but I think just having having you know, obviously we have the game on Sunday. Then we have six days before we play Michigan State. Uh, so much much needed and much deserved time off for the guys, and where they can you know obviously get some rest, but also freaking practice something. <laughs> you know, we've got all this film now of all these teams that have made adjustments against, especially maybe a lot of them being the second time that we played them. Um, so I think it'll really allow us to really fix some things, but obviously just kind of lock in because there's only four games left, including Sunday. So we're gonna have minutes mm-hmm. and we. It's not an easy stretch by any means, but I think, I mean, you look at the schedule, you've got home against Rutgers, um, at, at Michigan State, at Wisconsin, home against Indiana. And really the one I'm, like, most comfortable with is the home against Indiana is the game I'm most, most comfortable with. I'm not really sure which one yeah. after that. I'm not sure if I feel more comfortable at Michigan State or at Wisconsin because Wisconsin's playing really well right now. I think it might feel a little bit better at Michigan State just because I feel like we give them a lot more matchup problems and they don't really have anybody that's totally elite. 
Um, but it's, I mean, it's a, as of right now, we're tied with Illinois in the Big Ten standings. Um, and it's, 12, and, 12 and four. Yep. What do you think? It's, what's it going to take? Is it it's five losses in the Big Ten? Yeah, I think at least you to share. I let's look at look at it. I mean because also you got Wisconsin also at eleven four so it's not just that we keep talking about Illinois but Wisconsin's right there too. Um, but pretty but pretty plays Wisconsin. So yes, yeah, control that yeah. A That's bit. like Illinois yeah. has at Michigan State home against Ohio State at Michigan home against Penn State home against Iowa. Yeah, so really I mean they're a chance for Illinois loss I don't think is going to happen in March. I don't I mean especially with both those games at home I don't, I, I don't see a Penn State. Or I bet, yeah. But, Illinois, yeah. I think. I mean, uh, I, I mean, they're coming off a loss, so I, I, mean, I think they're going to be ready for Saturday at Michigan State. I mean, you think that'd be a game that probably the most likely that they would lose, just just given look at rankings or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, you've been right along. I think Michigan State's a bunch of frauds, and they're not that great. Um, yeah. Ohio State, I mean, it really just kind of depends on which Ohio State team shows up. I mean, it's at Illinois, so that's obviously going to be beneficial. It's going to be a really good game to watch next Thursday. Um, but it just really depends on – I guess it really depends on which team has the player that can most uh, – or that's going to be able to challenge Kofi the most because that's really where when, when they struggle is when they play a team that uh, Kofi has to go up against another decent big. So if, he, if he's going up against uh, – so I think like Ohio State, I, I, EJ Liddell's their center, isn't he? Kyle Young kind of plays center. Yeah, I mean, Kofi's going uh, to freaking annihilate Kyle Young. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I just said let's just win all four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Purdue, Purdue just yeah. wins out and it, and it doesn't matter. But, I mean, Ken Palm, uh, which I go back and forth on Ken Palm, depending on how I'm feeling, because I know they hate our defensive metrics right now, um, which I, I don't know how to, what to believe on. What to think about all the defensive metrics? Um, I think they predicted the final Big Ten standings as of right now, as it stands, and Purdue would win the conference outright. I think it was at uh, fifteen and five, and then they had Illinois at fourteen and six. So I, mean, I would take that in a heartbeat. Uh, who's Wisconsin have left? Uh, they go home against Michigan, at Minnesota, at Rutgers, Rutgers. home Purdue, home against Nebraska. I mean, they got the death. They got the death trap at Rutgers. So, yeah. how great would it be if Nebraska goes into the Cole Center and just <laughs> whoops them? Yeah, we can dream. But I mean, this makes Big Ten fun. Uh, I mean, you got. I mean, also you look at Ohio State. They haven't played making. They're also four losses as well. So they're right there, but they've got a tough stretch because they've had a game canceled. I think they had a game canceled because of COVID and one because of weather because they play mm-hmm. at Iowa on – or sorry, home against Iowa on Saturday, and then they play again on Monday, still at home, but against Indiana, uh, who's in free fall right now. Hopefully, honestly, they can continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, at Illinois, at Maryland, home against Nebraska, home against Michigan State, home against Michigan. So, they've, again, they've got a, another – I mean, they've got a bunch of games. Seven-game stretch, yeah. Yeah. So, I think I saw – who was it was saying yeah, that? That's a, they're they're going to be seven games um, February 19th to March 6th. So, that's kind of yeah. the same – Kind of the same thing that we had. Work. Yeah. Yeah, seven games. Because there was – I think it was Boyle Sports. I think Boyle Sports said on someone's quick cast. He, he 
mentioned someone else who might have said on Twitter, but I can't remember the time frame. But he, he, they were talking about like kind of you know the teams kind of at the top of uh, the standings and like in the country I guess top in the polls. And there was games, you know, I think like teams like you know Duke had played five games like in like a it's like a two or three week stretch something like that. You had teams like Gonzaga had played four games. You had a couple and that was some other teams that had played four or five, and then Purdue had played seven. It was something ridiculous like that. So I mean, Gonzaga, Gonzaga playing in the loaded, <laughs> loaded West hey, Coast Conference, hey, hey, according to Jay Billis. West Coast guess. Conference. Is that what they're is that there? The West Coast uh, Yeah, Conference. West WCC, yeah. Hey, they're going to get four teams into the uh, tournament. Loaded. Put some they were, on their name. they were, I don't know. I wonder, did they cover last night? They were only 31 well, and a half point favorites. It was 31 and a half? Let me see. 31 and a half is what it went up to. It opened at 30 and a half. Let's see here. West Coast. Uh, Gonzaga won by 20, so no, didn't cover. Bill Pepperdine. What was that, that stat? It was like against St. Mary's, yeah, they're like 31 and eight or something like that in the yeah, last like 10 years, but and then but everyone else in the conference they're undefeated again, <laughs> like 124 and 0 against everybody else, or they're yeah, they're like, yeah, something stupid, it's stupid, yeah. But what's St. What's Mary's your... and I in Iona or something, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, maybe like, yeah, I can't remember. So, what's your feeling going into? Oh, by the way, Michigan, Michigan won by five. Yeah, they got it done. Um, so, what's your feeling going into this? I mean, four games left. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> just because of the at the two road games. Um, plus the IU game always, even though I'm fairly confident, just because it's at home and Purdue. That was probably Purdue's worst game. Maybe not anymore. At the time, it was their worst game, and they probably still should have yeah. won that. Right, that first game in Bloomington. Um, the road games were me a little bit just because it's the Big Ten and winning on the road. The Big Ten's tough. Yep. But I feel like Purdue's going to get back to where they were at some point. I mean, where they were rolling two weeks ago. I don't know. The first Illinois game, kind of what started yeah. it, I guess, before they tripped up in IU, kind of after that, I guess. But. I mean, we're, we're what's our record? We've lost four games. It's just like it's it's always funny, you know, reading message boards and people complaining. Which I mean, I get. Twenty three and four. Twenty three and four <laughs> plus four games. <laughs> I remember the last time a Purdue team had this good of a record going into the last mm-hmm. stretch of. Uh, they said something last night that this might have been like. I don't know. They said that last night that this would be. Purdue's best record at this point in the season since mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. I think I think they said it last night on TV. 2017, 2018 team, they I think they're the only team to ever reach 30 wins. Um yeah, because I think the I think the Butler uh round of 32 game got them to 30 wins before losing to Texas Tech. But I think this team, I mean, obviously you've got four games left. Potentially, hopefully, only three games in the Big Ten tournament, uh, and then obviously, upwards of six in the, in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. So, I think definitely can get a chance to surpass them. I'd hope so. I mean, just win out, get to twenty-seven, win the Big Ten. You might even have thirty before you <laughs> yeah, the NCAA tournament. Right. Oh, want to pick some games? Sure. All right. Well. Recap today, Penn State played Minnesota at like three in the afternoon or like four in the afternoon today. <laughs> they won by uh, 21, 67 to 46. A lot. 
Let's see here. So tomorrow, good Friday. Yeah, good for Micah. I mean, they had a, what they had a, what they won at Michigan State, or no, they won at home against Michigan State. I think is what it was. So it was a really big signature win for Micah. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Friday. Ooh, man, we got this. Is might be game of the week. Maryland at Nebraska. I'm big to number on Friday night. Maryland at Nebraska, the bottom feeders of the Big Ten. One and in thirteen Lincoln. versus three and twelve in well, Lincoln. Who- they're going to be 500 people at this game. <laughs> Ugh, are we counting like teams and support staff? Including teams and support staff. <laughs> yeah. Court. Yeah. I mean, there's like 2,000 people there. Yeah. Uh, um, Maryland's a one and a half point favorite. I, <laughs> I have to think Maryland yeah. covers that. I don't know. Neither team's very good, but Maryland, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm overhyping Maryland because they, Fats Russell. Is that his name? Fats, yeah, Russell? Fats Russell? Is that really? Sound like a jazz singer. Yeah. The ch- chucker got gets hot. Uh, Saturday, a couple better games. Uh, noon on ESPN, we've got uh, number 12 Illinois versus at number 19 Michigan State. I think Illinois handles that fairly easily. Oh, yeah, I think it's a double-digit Illinois win. Uh, at 2.30, you've got Iowa at number 18 Ohio State. A quick turnaround for Iowa. Yeah, and then a quick turnaround for Ohio State playing on Monday. Yeah, I don't. I think Columbus, I think Ohio State. I don't. I don't know. I think it's. A, I think they win fairly easily. I don't know, eight, seven, or eight points or something. Yeah, I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, you'd, you'd hope for an easy win so you can rest some starters going into to Monday. Um, and then at four o'clock on Saturday, you got Northwestern at Minnesota. Another good one. <laughs> Uh, I think Minnesota at home. I'll take Minnesota. I'm gonna take Northwestern. I, think, I mean, Northwestern. I think they, they they play a lot of teams close. I think some stat. I think it might be a little now. Um, they're like four and like twelve in games yeah. decided mm-hmm. by single digits. So they play a lot of single digit games. Just they can't finish them. Uh, but I think Northwestern takes that one. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One o'clock on CBS. You've got Michigan at number fifteen, Wisconsin. Wisconsin coming off a win at Assembly Hall on what was that Tuesday night? Uh, Michigan obviously just won tonight. They're, they're playing a little better. Yeah. I don't think they're they're still not like top five in the country like they were preseason at all. I mean, they were, <laughs> that was pretty overrated. I think I think Wisconsin I think handles them. I don't like Wisconsin really either. I don't think Wisconsin's that good either. But mm-hmm. I want to pick Michigan. They're scrappy, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think Wisconsin just is too solid of a team. I don't think they're great. I mean, they they beat us, but I think they play just a really. It seems so long ago. It does. I mean, it was early January. December. Pankhurst wasn't even there. Um, we got a comment here from Ultimate Boiler here. Uh, Iowa's been on a hot streak lately. Their offense has been clicking like crazy. I mean, when they're on, I mean, they've got as good an offense as anybody in the conference aside from Purdue, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Keaton Murray, you know, potential Big Ten Player of the Year. If not, you know, obviously he's been mentioned National Player of the Year. I think he's definitely got a long shot for that. Um, but um, – I, th- I think so, going back to, I think Wisconsin handles that one. And then obviously the game that we're, we all care about, uh, Rutgers at number five, Purdue. I'm waiting for kind of that get right game 
for Purdue mm-hmm. where Purdue just gets hot and the offense kind of clicks to where it was two, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this- Andy making an appearance. I, I don't know <laughs> what what the heck that was. Uh, I'm waiting for that get right game where Purdue gets yeah. hot and the offense rolls and Purdue looks like they should score 120 points. Yeah. I don't understand ESPN, their matchup predictor on their app because, uh, I mean, Rutgers is probably the hottest team in the country right now. But yet the ESPN matchup predictor gives Purdue a 92.9% chance to win the ESPN's game. ESPN's garbage. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um Obviously, I'm picking Purdue. I mean, Ultimate Bro says he's stoked to be in Mac on Sunday. I will be there as well. I uh, cannot wait. Uh, last game I was at was the Michigan game. I missed the Maryland game. Thank God. I probably pulled my hair out. Um, what's your score prediction? I was thinking the Northwestern was going to be the – it kind of was, I guess. I was thinking Purdue was going to get – hit some shots and was going to win easily, which they should have. If they'd made the free throws down the stretch, it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. Purdue wins by like 12. I think Purdue's okay. gonna handle yep. it. Keep, get it. Keep. I think Rutgers is not gonna be a going away, but I think Purdue just eight to 12 points the entire like second half or most yeah. last 10 minutes of the game, just at arm's length. Yeah, my prediction score was uh, Purdue 74 to 66, like an eight point win, kind of close towards the end. But then obviously we kind of seal it, seal it with free throws. Hopefully, hey, I would take that. <laughs> Purdue holding, if Purdue holds teams under 70 points, they have to do pretty well just because of how good Purdue's offense is. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we're not going to probably record on Monday or Tuesday, most likely. Um, Monday you've got Indiana at number 18, Ohio State, depending on what their ranking changes to. I, I hope Ohio State wins large. Yeah, last time these two teams played, Indiana whooped them by like 16 in Assembly mm-hmm. Hall. Uh, it was like 67 to 51 or something like that. Uh, but I think I think Ohio State gets the revenge. Um it's a revenge game on that. And then Penn State at Maryland at 7 o'clock. Also 7 o'clock, but on ESPN 2. Micah? Oh, I think Micah's got him going. Yeah. I think Penn State uh, yeah. on the road. I oh, Side note, when was when did IU last play? Because we just talked about like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Tuesday. games. Play Tuesday. So they go Tuesday to yep. Monday? Yep. Oh. And it, Ohio State has a, has a one-day <laughs> break, even if you want to call it. Yeah. How the heck does that happen? Mm, I don't know. Blame Kevin Warren. <laughs> um, then Tuesday, you've got uh, number 19, Michigan State, at, or is that 7 o'clock on Tuesday, at Iowa. I, I don't. I think it's still February, Iowa. right? It's still, still February, <laughs> <Fran>. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. I'm going to pick Iowa, though, just because uh, I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State does it. I don't. I, yeah, Mich- I don't like that one, but yeah. Ooh, another great matchup at eight o'clock on Big Ten Network. I pity the announcers who have this game: Nebraska at Northwestern. Andrew, step away here for a second. Um, I'm gonna. I think Northwestern in this game. I think they roll by double digits. Sorry, I think Indy was yakking up something. <laughs> uh, Northwestern at home against Nebraska yep. again. I. Who cares? <laughs> Northwestern. Yeah, Nebraska is terrible. Yeah. Fred Hoiberg can get another extension, though. Yeah. That's really, that's really, there's really no, really the best game of the week coming up besides 
pretty Rutgers is Thursday, Ohio State, so which we might we might have a recording before those games. So we'll we'll save the rest of the week for that. Um, before we get going, let's uh, thank our sponsors here. For those who are viewing, or I'm wearing a Men of Mackie shirt from our friends over at the shop. And if you uh, actually just came, speaking of Mackie, and the reason I wore this is because they just came out with a trio of shirts uh, for the three big uh, battle arenas in the state of Indiana, Mackie Arena, Hinkle Fieldhouse, and one Ass Hall in Bloomington. Um, <laughs> but if you want to buy those shirts online, make sure you head over to shopindy.com. Use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off. You can also get this Men of Mackie, Men of Mackie shirt. I just saw today. I was checking. I was kind of browsing. Back there. in stock. It's back I in looked, stock. I looked a few months ago, and they were mm-hmm. out. And obviously, they've got some discounts on some of the yep. NIL shirts. I saw the Greg Long shirt it was for like 15 bucks. So yeah. pick that one up. Um, so they, oh, did they, you get that one? I have not yet, no. I oh, still need to buy the Mackie shirt. Um, yeah, the shop, awesome shirts, great quality, yeah. uh, super soft. And obviously, the, um, the cup I'm drinking out of, you can't even see it, uh, the, the big drum. Uh, excellent drinkware. They've got stickers. They just came out, um, I think, with like a Dale senior shirt i think it was i, I didn't read it correct mm-hmm. i didn't read it very but it got some cool they do and we're getting to the point we're getting close to may which is everybody's favorite time in indie so they're gonna be yep. i'm sure they'll be pumping out they've got some retro indy 500 stuff on there it's pretty sweet that i like that i'm the eyeballing you know? yeah um another one of our favorite sponsors here is mad mushroom um you know they've been serving Lafayette and West Lafayette area for a long time. Uh, next time you're in there, make sure you tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. Uh, maybe even pick up their pizza of the month, which this month for the month of February is the Super Pie, which is mozzarella cheese topped with mushrooms, onions, green peppers, black olives, sausage, ham, bacon, and spicy pepperoni. Finished with their house-made buffalo ranch sauce. If you want to order online, use coupon code BREAK5 for $5 off. Any order over 20 bucks. What's your landscape up to, Andrew? Shroff Landscaping um, can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping. And again, I, I'm potentially snow snow cleanup. I'm not sure, but I would assume <laughs> they can. I'm sure if you gave them a call, I'm sure they would uh, do whatever they could to help out. You can contact them today at 574-223-2769. Hopefully we'll have some warm weather here soon. I mean, it's supposed to warm up, but it's like, as soon as it warms up, everything. It's going it's gonna flood, and then like I, my yard last couple of days was just been a massive mud pit, which has been yep. great for the dogs. Yep, not great for me. And then it just freezes over, so it turns into an ice rink, and then it's gonna warm up again, and then rinse and repeat. Love spring, mm-hmm. love spring. And then finally, uh, Webster Pharmacy. Uh, if you're looking for you know high quality medical equipment, if you're looking for if you're looking for a COVID vaccine or even a booster shot, head over to there. They've got three locations in Rochester, North Manchester, and Akron, Indiana. Um, solid people, knowing speaking from experience, <laughs> but check them out at uh, www.webrx.com. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We love having you guys. Any final thoughts, Andrew, before we wrap this puppy up? Nope. I'm hoping everybody took the day off for Purdue. I know Hunter said that he wasn't going to leave his room, so yeah. Well, said hopefully it was a much needed do, day of you know, rest. Lay in bed, do homework, and eat. And I that sounds like a perfect day, except for the homework part. Yeah, I wish I was doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just it'd be. I mean, I didn't realize we were having this massive, you know, when we last time we recorded and we were having this massive stretch of games. I really didn't think about it. So, I mean, if we, can, if we can go eight and one in this massive stretch, that'd be 
I mean, obviously, so we've talked about people complaining about things, but it's like, if we can go eight and one with no days off, essentially, or maybe like one or two days off in this entire stretch, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what you need when it comes tournament time. If you, if you can kind of get through it, I think it really pay dividends. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's I didn't even realize that. I guess I think I I read after after the Northwestern game when Brian Newber from Golden Black did his post game and he's like, okay, and Purdue goes seven and one in this stretch from the twenty seventh with the seventh and eight games in twenty one days, whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. why does it feel so much worse than that? Right. <laughs> Let's just mean like you look at certain games like Maryland, which was an awful game. Yeah. You know, blowing the twenty point lead against Ohio State. Um, you know, not not really running away with getting, it against Northwestern. Getting whooped by Michigan. Getting whooped by Michigan, which was yeah, that was just. I mean, that's probably, that's probably honestly, what it is. But I wasn't even that mad at that game. It was one like like usually when I'm when we lose, I'm at least our losses this year have been pretty pissed. But it's like that one, I was just like, it literally was just not our night. Like <laughs> they made everything we couldn't hit anything. It's just it happens. Um, I mean, I, I even saw. I think someone pointed out. I think it might have been Brian at Golden Black again. There was a game the other night of a team that was twenty-one and four in a game, and they blew a, a double-digit lead, and end up winning. And the announcers on the call were saying something like, "You know, it's a bit concerning that this team blows so many double-digit leads, but hey, they're twenty-two and four, and that team was due." <laughs> so, as if you look at it from a single point of view, obviously it's it's a much bigger deal when your team does it, but it's college basketball. If you're dealing with yeah. eighteen to twenty-two year olds, it's you don't know what happened to them on a daily basis. Like from a personal standpoint, that could affect how they play that night or the next day. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy it because we're not going to be able to watch Jaden Ivy very much longer in a pretty uniform, and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. Well, thanks, Andrew, for joining us. Yeah. I know we we miss Tanner, and hopefully he'll be back next week. Hopefully he decides to get his butt back to Indiana from Florida. I know. I, I, but, he might just stay there. <laughs> wouldn't blame him. Wouldn't blame him. Uh, but thank you guys all for watching, for listening. Um, make sure to check out our, you know, all of our social media, Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter. We like to tweet a lot during basketball games, so interact with us. Uh, like us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube where we post these videos. And uh, we'll see you hopefully sometime next week.